Thank you for listening to this message from Forward Ministries. We pray it blesses you, encourages you, and inspires grace in you today. You can visit us online at forwardministries.org. And God knows where each one of us are. And whether you came here today with the intention to hear from them or not, you're going to. Because he's God, I'm not. And he knows what each one of us need more than I do. I can't possibly know what each and every one of us need, but he's God. And if we will just be still just for a moment, we'll be amazed at what God can do in our lives. All he needs is a moment. I think a lot of times we're afraid to commit to this, this big adventure when all God is asking for is a moment. That's all he needs is a moment. God can do a lot with a moment. And we don't have to be scared that if we give him that moment, that it's not going to be worth it. I think that's the lie that the enemy continues to try and plant, is that if we follow him, it's not going to be grand. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be full of everything that we desire. But just like the song said, he knows our heart. He knows what we need more than what we know what we need for ourselves. Not the truth. It's 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 a part of surrendering our lives to believe that and to trust that. And what better way to be convinced and persuaded of that than God sending his son? I mean, you want to boil it all down. It's all about looking at him. It's putting off the old man, renewing our mind, and putting on the new man. That is what Christianity is. But there's areas in our lives, I believe, to where it feels like we've just hit brick wall after brick wall. And, we're, and, we're, and we get tired of hoping we get tired of trying to trust him in areas that we felt like he's disappointed us. But God has never, ever failed us. If we could just be still just for a moment, God will do the most amazing things that we could ever dream or imagine. Just have to be still. You know, I was outside yesterday, and I was just sitting um, in front of this lake. And some some people here might be hunters and might understand this, but something changes when you're still. 
like the animals that are all afraid and you don't really see if you're still long enough those critters will come out and see you and they'll walk right up on you and something that you could have missed because you were too busy tromping you know through your life you miss the opportunities that God has for you when you're still. And those things that are just ready to come to you. We're just too busy just going through the motions of life, not being still long enough to let them do something amazing. See, when we receive him, we take on his character. We take on his righteousness. And that's what we learn here, is learn that we are the righteousness of God by faith. And that's a really difficult thing to believe sometimes when we start evaluating all the areas to where we haven't done it right. We start looking at all the areas that we've missed it. But faith is looking at something besides yourself. It's not looking at our insecurities. It's not looking at our fears. It's looking to something greater. And, and you really can't define it and you really can't give it words. But when you do... It's like a miracle. You don't have to look far for a miracle. Look at yourself. That is a miracle. <laughs> we don't have to look out here to space, and we don't have to look out here we are living and breathing miracles, and it's because of the word that God spoke. Now, God said this, and I've really been marinating on this, and it's in Romans 4.17. It says, he calls those things that are not as though they are. He calls those things that are not as they do not exist as though they did. And what he was talking about was to Abraham. He made a promise to Abraham that he would be over many nations. He would be the father of many nations. Yet Abraham was old and did not even have a child. And God said, I'm going to give you my righteousness so that you can believe that the promise is to you. Wasn't looking at anything that he did, but it was look, looking at what God would establish in him by faith. Because if we look at trying to figure out why we deserve the promise or why we qualify for God's best, we are always going to fall short. 
and we're always going to disqualify ourselves. It's when we look at Jesus and we look at his blood, that what he paid for, that is when we see what life truly has to offer. See, what we can walk in is in our lives, we can call those things that are not as though they are. What in your life, what is in your life that you believe that should be, yet you're not seeing happen? It's the theme of, of the word of God. Is God calls those things that are not as though they are. I, I can remember for myself when I was, I was in, in deep depression and my life was a wreck and my life was a mess and spinning out of control. And my dad... He asked me, he said, son, what is your purpose? He said, I want you to write something down by the end of the day. And what I didn't understand back then was what I ended up writing down was to be an example of hope. See, see God was in the midst of my life spinning out of control, and in the midst of our lives spinning out of control, God is speaking to us to call those things that are not as though they are. We, 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 we can't judge our life based on the circumstances that it's currently in. And we can't look at the world to judge who God is. And that's, that's what we've done. We've lost sight of who he is. As a world, well, we have the privilege. We have the, the privilege to reflect who our God is. And a world that needs it desperately. And it, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy and light. Easy and light. But it's when our inner world matches his. What's going on the inside here doesn't need to match what's going on out here. No matter what. See, it says, in Proverbs thirteen twelve, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire that is accomplished or fulfilled is a tree of life. I, I, th I think it's, it's when we desired something, but yet we didn't see it fulfilled or accomplished, that we have the opportunity for our heart to be deferred, which deferred means, it means to draw away. As this, I kind of get the picture of, an army that's, that's got the victory, yet for some reason they defer. They draw back 
the victory that they had. And we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to let our, our hope be deferred. And I think our hope is deferred is because we've looked to man or we've looked to the world. It doesn't matter who in this world is running for president. Our hope cannot be in that. And I feel like a nation puts so much hope because they're hurting desperately for change and wanting, to, wanting something so much more. But we look out here, and then when the very thing that we want comes to pass, there's still, there's still an emptiness and there's still a longing because our hope was never supposed to be put in man. No man. If our hope is deferred, there's only one reason. And this isn't to make you feel condemned. But we need to know we've, we've taken our eyes off of him. That's the only way we're ever drawn away. It says it makes the heart sick. Now you can ask yourself or you can think of somebody who has a sick heart. I, I wish I was planning on looking it up, but there was a Yoda proverb <laughs> that talks about, someone may know it, that sadness leads to hate. It was basically... Yes eventually to the dark side. The point is, it starts with, what it says, huh? Yes, okay. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. That word sick means sad. Where I'm going with that is, I feel like when we, stay in that place too long of depression or sadness or feeling like the hope that we so desired has not been accomplished, we have to be very, we have to be guardful. We have to guard our hearts because that sadness and that depression can lead to pain can lead to suffering, could lead to the dark side. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it sounds funny, but it's true. The world doesn't just need Christians who, who are wearing Jesus t-shirts and and doing, but the world needs Christians who, who has a heart that is soft and moldable and pliable to the things of God. Because if our hearts are hard, do you think people are really going to want what we have? But God is able what seems like is lost 
is to bring back. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. God is a restorer of your soul. I mean, even if things out here continue to get better, and I believe and pray that they do, what does it really matter if your inner world is not changed? I mean, what does it matter? This part of us has to be secure, has to be at rest, has to be at peace. And it all works through our hearts. What are we going to begin to call those things that are not as though they are? What are we willing to do to make that a reality. And I'm not talking about trying to do some work or trying to do something in your own strength. Because as long as we're trying to do that, we're always going to fall short. But God has this thing called grace. And His grace is powerful. And His grace has the ability to change anyone from the inside out. We have to pay attention to what words are coming. What are the words that are coming out of our mouths? Oh, I can never do that. Well, I'm just too old, or I'm not smart enough, or I don't have an education, or, or whatever it is. What words are coming out of our mouth that is supporting unbelief instead of faith. But here's the thing I think that it is, is that our hope is supposed to be something that's pointed towards the inside, towards God living in us. If you read that whole chapter about Romans 4, that righteousness is talking about righteousness that was given to you by faith. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. What does your life look like empowered by the spirit of the living God? Resurrection power. Life that raised him. That's grace. And his grace is ability of not of our own. What is our intention? Because it goes back to what are we valuing? What do we value? Do we value him? Do we value his life? We have to value it. It was his blood. And we can't beat ourselves up. We have to rest in that. We have to rest and know that we're okay with God. We're okay with Him because of what He paid for us. Thank you, Jesus.
thank you. God, we thank you for the hope that you're declaring over our lives. There is hope. See, hope is not wishful thinking. Many people say they're hoping, but they're not. Hope is a confident expectation. It's confident in what God has done. It's confident in who he is. And if we trust in him, he will never fail us. He will never lead us astray. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let me tell you something I've I've learned is that temptation comes when we feel lack. Temptation comes. Temptation for other things. Temptation for things in the world comes when we feel lack. There's a sense that we're not full, we're not whole inside. But if the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want anything but that he offers everything to us freely. How would he not freely give us all things to him who gave up his own son? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. What the Lord has for us is abundance. We have to understand that, yes, we are sheep and we need to be led by a shepherd, but the good shepherd and not the thief because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Follow me. And he'll lead us into all good things. There's nothing that he will not lead us into that is good. You know, my uncle used to be a shepherd, and he used to shepherd sheep. And he said, sheep are so fearful that as they're drinking, that if even the water is dripping from the faucet, that just the ripple in the water would cause a sheep not to drink from and be afraid. And I, I think that's so true of us. We're so, sometimes we get so fearful. But the Lord is our shepherd. I mean, really think about that. He's not just a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That is the hope that the world needs. The world needs to see that the Lord is a shepherd and he's a good shepherd. I just feel like there's a lot of heaviness. There is a heaviness that God wants to break. Why are we so heavy? 
It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. God is faithful. And you know, I could say that a million times. But God is. And that heaviness that we feel, we can just release. It's seeing ourselves put off. Put off all those things, all those negative things. Those were nailed to the cross. Every single thing was nailed to the cross. Righteousness is as it should be. It's a picture of the garden. That our internal world should look like the Garden of Eden. As it should be. This is what our lives can look like. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just exalt you. We just magnify you. As King and Lord over everything. God, we just breathe right now. Just breathe. It's okay, it's church. Just breathe. You really don't need to learn anything more. You really don't. We really just need to get what we do know to work in our lives. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. Jesus preached the greatest sermons to people. And there were people that his lives weren't changed. He said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. It's softening our heart. Letting God love us in the places that we feel like we don't deserve love. Because God knows our hearts and God knows where you're at. Every single one of us. And there's power in that. And you can trust him in every single area of your life. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel like God is restoring souls. I feel like there's areas of our lives that are being restored. I feel like there's family members that we feel like we've given up on. That God is bringing them life. Recovery. Restoring. Bringing those that we feel like we're lost. Those that we feel like we've given up on. God is doing. Let us be a people that calls those things that are not as though they are. Can we be that courageous? Can we be that brave?
can we stop looking to man for our trust? Can we completely look to God and trust him in all things? I believe that we can. I believe that the best is yet to come. All the negativity that's being spoken out there. What if, and I don't mean this in a prideful way, but what if the first thought that we thought in the morning was not, what is wrong with me? But what if we thought, what is right with me? I mean, that is faith. Because I'm sure we have plenty of things to say in the morning. What is wrong with me? We don't need formulas and we don't need solutions. What we need is the presence of God. Formulas are not going to change us. We can't intellectualize everything. It's, it's got to be in here. It's truth and love. And love is an emotion. And when we receive truth... With love, it transforms us. Love is the key ingredient. Love never fails. Ever. And we know that our daddy is love. And that's who he is. I just felt like God just wanted to, to encourage the body, myself included today. Not to give some grand sermon, but I just believe that God would open your hearts. There's so many seeds that God is planting in our lives. So many. It's when we just rest and relax. We can let that seed bear fruit. You know, it says in that, those who wait on the Lord. That word wait means to weave and to intertwine. It's a picture that we join to him and we intertwine with him and we abide with him. It's a mystery. Christ in you is the hope of glory. The things that we want to see in our lives when we rest in him will surely come to pass. Whatever it is, there's nothing too small
thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for today. God, we just thank you for your faithfulness. You know, you can close your eyes when someone's preaching. <laughs> Not to sleep. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. That's okay. God has given us an imagination. And whether we see it or not, God is in this room right now. I mean, the music doesn't have to be rip-roaring and doing all this good stuff for the presence of God to be here. God is present at all times. And God is just nudging his way to get into our hearts. I mean, we do have to ask ourselves, the real question is that, do we really want change? Do we really want it? I mean, let's stop playing games with God. I mean, that is the beautiful thing about this message, is that when you really truly preach the gospel, it strips all the religious junk. And all you're left with is your true motives in your heart. Because at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, what is the motive of my heart? And it's not to condemn us, but it's to draw us to him and to give us the life that he desires us to live. That's the reason why. I mean, we can be honest with God. And I'm learning to do that. And as you learn his love for you and learn how he sees you, that he sees you, he sees his son in you and he sees you valuable and he sees you worth it, you can make yourself completely vulnerable to God. I think that's a precious gift because there's nobody else really in this world that you're ever going to be able to be that vulnerable with. But let's just strip all the stuff and actually just acknowledge that the motive of our heart is wrong. There's areas of my life that I don't want to change. I'll just be real with you. There's areas of my life that I don't want to change. And I have to ask myself, why? Why am I so afraid to change? Can you ask yourself the same question? And we all have those areas. It doesn't mean that we dwell on those things, though. We dwell on the Spirit of God who lives in us, and we magnify that. But we want our heart to be in a place and have a condition to where it can receive the things that God has for us. God loves us more than we could even 
beyond you you can't put it in words if you ever have a problem knowing that God loves you close your eyes and see what he did for you on the cross just like Clint said last week if you were here if you look at this can anybody tell me what a Snickers bar looks like you can close your eyes and you can you can see that Snickers bar. You can do the same thing with the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, that is the only answer for real deep transformation in our lives. Is that when he died, we died with him. And when he rose, we rose with him. That is the hope. That is the confident expectation that we raised with him. All my junk mm, was on him when he died. The shame, everything that we deal with, do we see that as a reality? Do we see that as being true? God, we just thank you. God, we just thank you for your spirit. God, we just thank you for your hope. God, we just thank you for making our imaginations come alive with your truth, with your word. God, we thank you that we'd hear the small whisper of you calling those things that are not as though they are. God, that you see things in us that we don't see in ourselves, God, and we just thank you. God, we just thank you for breathing on those things and bringing them to life. God, we just want real transformation. We just really want to know you. We want to be able to rest and breathe. We don't want our lives to be full of chaos that is in the world. God, we just thank you that you never give up on us. God, we just thank you for those areas of our hearts that have grown hard. God, I just thank you for massaging them and rubbing them to where they're soft. God, we just thank you and glorify you and exalt you for who you are. God, because you're worthy, because you're the lamb, you're the spotless lamb who gave your life. It's amazing that you're called the shepherd and the lamb because you so identified with us to become a man and lay down your life. God, so that you would understand the difficulties that we go through the discouragement, the sadness, the depression. You are a good shepherd. And this we declare in our lives. We declare those things that we cannot see, that they will be. The things that you've planted inside of us, that we're called your beloved, 
you're righteous, blameless, and holy children. Thank you, Jesus. As this plays, this song, whatever is in your heart, whatever you've been holding back, I want you to just trust in faith and give it to him and he'll give you rest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your